Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's IBG episode, I wanted to talk yet again about another installment of, yes, you guessed it, Route Density. We'll call this Route Density 6.0, but it's very relevant to me, just like most of my episodes, honestly, because right now in Central Virginia, it's getting really hot. Um, typically in this area, it's all over the place. Like it, it, it doesn't stay a consistent temperature. You know, it, it can be hot for a couple of days and cooler or dare I say cold a couple other days could be, you know, dry, could be tons of rain. It's kind of all over the place. The past few years has been a little bit more consistent though, consistently hot or consistently wet or consistently dry. Um, so this year it seems like we're kind of getting back into the routine, which is, kind of good in a sense because it's a little more predictable um, weather-wise uh, where where, it, where it's kind of all over the place. That's that's how it was when I started eight years ago. For the first couple of years, it was just kind of a typical central Virginia weather where it was just up and down, up and down. So you didn't have to deal with, you know, 100 degree heat index temperatures every day for two or three months of the bulk of the summer, um, which just wears you down and sucks all the energy out. Um, but you know, so, so you, and you had some, you had some breaks as well as you didn't have to worry about it raining all the time. You know, I remember one year, several years into uh, my business, it was the second rainiest year on record in the state of Virginia. So that was a good time if you were just starting out. Fortunately, I was already, I don't know, maybe three years or so in, and I had a little bit, you know, tougher skin and an established schedule and good clients. And, and I was solo and, wasn't overwhelmed with work anyway. So I was really able to figure it out. Actually, no, no, I had just hired. That's right. I had just started hiring part-timers. So I did have two part-timers at that time. That's right. The first year. And I remember saying to myself, I don't know how the solo guy, I don't know how I would have gotten this all done if I was solo. Like, I don't know how the solo guys are getting it done because it just rained like every other day, two, three days in a row to the point where when it wasn't raining, the, the yards were still a mud pit and we would just be push mowing and trimming. And, you know, I could barely use the bigger mowers. So it took longer, but because I had help, you know, and part-time employees, we were able to just double up, you know, on, on the days that were dry and work on the weekends if we needed to, or whatever, just to, just to get, the schedule done. And my schedule wasn't, I think what, what what was still relevant is my schedule was nowhere near what it is now. It was still a lot less. Um, but I, you know, I had a couple of part-timers working, you know, a couple of days a week and I had them, you know, staggered throughout the week. So it wasn't all, all three of us working at the same time, typically, unless we were doing like a couple of big jobs or we were doing mulch or trimming bushes or something like that all in one day. So I do remember that, but so that was a one-off thing. I remember a business went, uh, uh, one company went into lawn care and then got out of lawn care, like as a division of their business that they already had, you know, fertilization, weed control. They were just like, yeah, I'm, I'm tapping out on this one. Anyway, I just say all that just to, uh, um, you know, fluff the intro a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Just, you know, first rabbit hole of the episode here, but just saying that the, the temperatures are usually inconsistent here in central Virginia meaning it's not always raining or always hot or always dry or whatever. So this year, it looks like we're back on track with it being hot, cold, wet, dry. We're all over the place. 
But these hot days, we've had a couple, actually more than that, probably, probably it's been staggered. Well, went through all the way through Memorial Day weekend was pretty hot. Um, but so I'd say last week into this week, you know, we had three or four working days where uh, it was, it's been over a hundred degree heat index, just meaning that feels that high, you know, it might only be in the nineties, but because of the, the UV rays, the fact that there's not a cloud in the sky and the sun is just beating down on you um, the whole day, it just feels hotter. Uh, sometimes humidity is a factor. If it's super humid, then it feels a heck of a lot hotter and you just feel real, real sweaty and gross, which is definitely an uncomfortable way to be working, doing landscaping or lawn care, or building houses, anything outside for sure. Uh, but the bottom line is uh, it, it's 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 uncomfortable when it when it's more than a few days at a time. So with all that being said, I was just thinking about how when you have, you know, as we pull up, as it's as hot as it is and we pull up to, you know, four, five, six yards on a street in some cases, you know, like a little bit spread out where we have to ride the mower up and down several houses to get to the next group or whatever. But it's still, you know, usually not not much uh, loading and unloading on a lot of these streets and a lot of these neighborhoods that we are very heavy in uh accounts, you know, hence the route density, you know, we've got 20 something yards in one neighborhood, 20 something other. I mean, you, probably, you guys probably heard me say this already plenty of times if you've heard the previous episodes, but just to put in perspective for those of you that's hearing this for the first time, route density is for lawn care, lawn maintenance, just getting as many accounts in one neighborhood or close proximity to each other as you can. And for me specifically, I have, like I just said, over 40 yards just in two neighborhoods. And then I have a couple other neighborhoods that I'm growing in as well. One is up to like, you know, in the teens somewhere. I don't think it's up to 20 yet. Um, but I'm getting, you know, people every, every other week, it seems like are still contacting me for one reason or another. Um, you got to be careful this time of year going into June because people contacting you now. It's like, uh, what, what's going on? Like, have you not mowed your lawn this entire season so far? Or did you just, you know, legitimately some people just, just, they, they tap out, you know, as homeowners, they're like, yeah, I'm getting too old for this. Or, I mean, you know, I had one lady say, yeah, my husband made it clear that he wasn't going to be mowing the lawn this year because he's too busy with work and I ain't doing it either. So I need someone else to do it. You know, so, I mean, those things happen, obviously. And those those are the those are the, the, the people that I'm looking for, not the ones that are like, yeah, I just, you know, I, I just didn't mow it all year. And I, I got a bunch of letters from the HOA said they were going to find me. So can you just hack this down? Like, those are the people I try to avoid. Um, there's no value in having those kind of customers uh, unless they just moved in or whatever and they're trying to clean it up and, and, and want to get on your regular schedule. So just just be a little it's be a little um, cautious this time of year when you get those calls. You don't don't get overly excited until you pre-screen them on the phone or through email, however they contacted you and just kind of ask them what's going on and get some details. Maybe they had another company they weren't happy with and they're looking for to switch. Okay. Well, that might be red flag. Why are you switching? I mean, why, why are you unhappy? What are some things? Because it might just be some random stuff that's kind of part of the territory or things that are really nitpicky that even though you might not do them as a company, it might be red flagged. Like as you know, if some other nonsense thing happens that they nitpick, like, Oh, you left one blade of grass on my step, you know, my front steps and they freak out or something, you know, it could just be a sign of problems to come for you if they were just nitpicking over little things like that over someone else. So again, I say all that again, just because we're down another rabbit hole, rabbit hole number two. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
route density, you know, you just want to get for, for mowing lawns, you want to get as many lawns together as possible. So for me, like I said, I have all those in, in, in all those neighborhoods. So it's less time to load and unload, which means more profit. You know, when it, when it comes to mowing lawns, it, it, driving all over town for one or two yards is just not profitable. All that time driving, if you have employees sitting in the truck driving and you're spending more gas uh, driving and all that. So it, it's really more profitable for lawn maintenance specifically, like mowing, fertilization, weed control. If you can really stack up, really build up in select neighbor, certain neighborhoods that are close to each other. So you're, even if you have to drive a little ways to another neighborhood, as long as you have enough in that neighborhood, which takes a little bit of time, right? You're not going to always just jump off. So I have a couple of neighborhoods that I'm getting, I have a couple of yards in that I'm trying to see if I can grow in there and if it's worth it. If not next year, I'll just have to, you know, drop those, that neighborhood and, and, you know, move on, stick with what I have or move on to another neighborhood or whatever. But I keep growing in the neighborhoods that I'm already in. So it's just a lot. So when we pull up to, um, like I, like I started saying, when we pull up to a street that there's you know four or five yards at one at some point, sometimes six or seven on that street, one on one end, one on the other end. We load up, drive down to the other cul-de-sac, and we unload, and we do three houses there or whatever. When it's this hot, the the long the later in the day, and you're out there, you know, when you got three or four or five yards at one clip, you know, whoever's trimming, whoever's mowing, whatever. You're you're in the sun being burnt to a crisp for 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, you know, for all three, four, five of those yards, depending on how big they are, just nonstop, just trimming from yard to yard to yard to yard, edging, all that stuff, you know, and then you go back and get the blower and you blow everything off, you know, you're you're mowing it, whether it's just one mower or a couple of mowers, or you need to push mow the back on this one and big mowers on that one, and everyone's kind of doing their thing, but whether you're all by yourself or you have a whole bunch of people, either way, you're all out there for um, however long it takes you to do that one specific task, mowing or trimming, blowing. So it gets really hot. So it's kind of like I'm trying to think of things not to deter route density, but to prepare people for some of the, I guess, um, the pitfalls or whatever. I can't think of the right word of route density. Um, I remember when I was solo, I made a video about this and somebody was some, you know, that the, the hater, the hater club was like jumping on me on the comments section. Like, well, maybe you just need to, you know, put your diaper on and go get another job or something. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of harsh, but you know, that's what happens when you drink haterade all day. Uh, but I was just trying to make a point in that video, which is what I'm trying to make a point. And that was a long time ago. So there's no point in even trying to find that video on YouTube, but that's why I'm making it now on the podcast for you guys. The point is, it's all fine and dandy when you have three or four yards at a clip in the spring and fall. When when the temperatures are good and you're just rocking and rolling and you're just banging them out and you're feeling like you're on top of the world. But when you're in the, you know, quote unquote, dog days of summer or approaching the dog days of summer and it's 100 degrees every day. Man, when you pull up to them three, four yards at a clip, you're like, man. You know, you're going to take a lot of breaks, you know, make sure you have all the proper stuff to, you know, you, everyone listening to this, if, if this isn't your first time, you should probably already be doing stuff like that and know that, you know, uh, have, you know, have, have a hat on of some sort, whether you have a big straw hat or just a baseball cap or something to keep the sun, some sort of brim, at least covering your, you know, over your top of your face to shade your face a little bit. Sunglasses help. 
some kind of safety glasses at least, but sunglasses, you know, safety sunglasses will help, you know, with this, the sun, uh, so you're not squinting as much, things like that. Long sleeve shirts and pants. I've talked about this before. While it seems uncomfortable, it's actually better than having short sleeve shirts because you sweat less. You don't get, you're not all slimy and gross and dirt and grass stuck all to your arms or your legs or both. Um, yeah, it might feel a little bit more refreshing when the breeze comes through and you've got short sleeves or shorts, but ultimately you sweat less, which means you're, you're not, your body's not working as hard, producing all that sweat to keep it, keep it cool because the sun is touching the skin and that's an automatic response. Your body's going to start sweating to kind of create a, a protect, another protective layer from the UV, UV rays on your skin, as well as kind of give that, that natural AC. So when the breeze does come by, you, if you can, that the sweat makes it feel cooler, the breeze. So if you just have long sleeves, you cover everything, then that's, that's going to, you know, prevent you from sweating so much. And if you have, make sure you just don't have, you know, cotton shirts, have polyester or whatever, so that it breathes, it wicks away, you know, it dries off re relatively quickly so that you're not absorbing all that because then that would be bad. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1500 to 3500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The Ramp and Dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com, and of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Ramp Rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Hey guys, the Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, will be here before you know it, October 18th through the 21st. It's a great time. I go every year. I've been going for many, many years. It's worth it so in so many ways. All of the outdoor demo areas plus the indoor showroom. Talk to all of the all of your favorite manufacturers and uh, meet new ones, find new ones, and all the networking opportunities. A lot of great events, great food, great times, great educational opportunities as well there. So go ahead and check it out. If you don't know what it is, you can click the link in the episode description there and you can check out all about it as well as register. Uh, you can use my code LCR to save 50% off at any time. But if you register before September 9th, you get the early bird discount, which means with the 50% off, it'll only be $10 per person if you use code LCR. Again, that link is in the episode description. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you there. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. But I, I wear long sleeves all the time now because I, I know how, how beneficial it is. Or if I wear a short sleeve shirt or a polo or something, I, I got I have arm sleeves like basketball, baseball, arm sleeves. I mean, you know, there's they're all different categories now. Hunting, fishing, any it just seems like sports sleeves is what they're called nowadays, where you, they just cover 
from your wrist all the way up to like the middle of your bicep, you know, so they cover the whole main part of your arm right up underneath your sleeve of your short sleeve shirt. So, uh, so it's like having long sleeves without having long sleeves, right? So you still have the short sleeve. So you still kind of have that free flowing feel and the breeze blowing without feeling, you know, some people, I get it. You feel a little more constricted and, and, you know, tight or uncomfortable with long sleeve shirt on. So you still kind of, it's kind of the, the best of both worlds. So even with you all suited up like that, it's still hot and it still wears on you and drains you. And if you've got cluster after cluster, the days seem longer, you start dragging, it gets slower, which also goes hand in hand with scheduling. You know, in the spring, you're you're quick to fill up your schedule because that's where all the work's coming. That's when all the work's coming in and, you know, you're banging it out a lot faster because it's... Uh, cooler weather, even though the grass is tall, thick, and wet in a lot of cases, you know, you because it's cooler weather, you have tons of energy, and it's the beginning of the season, you're just flying through everything, versus in the summer, while it starts slowing down because it's hotter and drier typically, so the grass isn't growing as fast and so on, so you're not doing as much, but you're also moving slower because you're just losing your energy. So whether you're solo or you have a team, it's the same thing. You know, you and or your team is going to get depleted quicker in the hot summer, too. So while it's great to have tight route density, it's also looked forward to to be able to hop back in the truck and like drive like five to 10 minutes to another neighborhood or another part of the route just to like regain your energy, just to cool off and maybe blast the AC or at least have the windows down, obviously, so you can get some sort of breeze in there. Uh, going through while you're driving, you know, uh, against your your sweaty body probably in most cases, which help cool you off. So like those kind of things are actually um, come in handy. So while I talk about route density, route density, route density, you just got to be careful. You know, make sure you're talking to talking to your team and yourself. Make sure that you guys are getting more than enough breaks. You know, you're gonna take extra breaks when it's this hot, right? Because you don't want to get, you know, you, you don't want to get heat exhaustion. That's, that's, that's the last thing you want. You don't want you or your team to get sick, end up in the hospital, then you're not going to get any work done. So you want to make sure that you're staying hydrated. You're staying out of the, out of the heat as much as possible, right? Taking breaks in the shade. There's plenty of trees usually in, in any, in any neighborhood, unless you're just in some big, you know, acreage open properties, then you just gotta, you gotta figure it out, you know, have your big straw hat and all that. And, and just kind of, pace yourself. But that's the main thing is, is pacing yourself. Make sure you pace yourself. Make sure you're taking the breaks. Make sure your guys and yourself are getting water. Um, this time of year, I stock up on the sports drinks. I know, you know, they're high in sugar, but that kind of helps get you through. Some of them are better than others. They're, you know, have more natural ingredients and things like that. Um, just to kind of help you power through the second half of the day is kind of how I see it. Usually like lunchtime, it's like, all right, you guys want to grab... I mean, the guys can grab a drink whenever they whenever they feel like it, but you know, I I usually grab a drink around lunchtime just to kind of give me that that second win and power through the second half of the day, and then maybe another one at the end of the day just kind of help get me get my composure back at the complete end of the day, like today after a day when it's like 104 degree real feel all day, I you know grab a second drink at the end uh, after I unload everything and just grab a second drink. It's ice cold in the cooler. And we just, I just start chugging that on my way 
to do a podcast, right? <laughs> or on my way home or whatever. So um, same thing for the guys. They can do that too. I, I stock up on that for them as well as I still keep my five gallon water cooler filled with water. Not not always five gallons because that's a lot of water. And we never drink that much water, but um, it's usually around halfway full with tons of ice, keeps the ice cold. And that's usually more than enough for everyone to to chug it, you know, fill their water bottles up, you know, throughout the day, things like that, pour it on their head, their face, help cool the lower their body temperature. That's just another, another quick tip there. Um, you know, just pour some cold water over your head, your neck, your wrists, just get all your pulse points to help get the the blood cooler as it's flown through your body. And it just, it's, it's an instant relief. You got to keep your body temperature down. That's why we talk about taking breaks in the shade and things like that. You don't want to pump the AC all day, every day, I've done that before. I've gotten into bad habits with that. One, you know, everyone kind of kind of um, um, uh, expects that, and it's you know, it's you're spending more gas on the truck, and obviously wearing down your your AC eventually, you know, f- faster doing that constantly. So really, what I do is now I usually uh, when it's when it's time for lunch, you know, like when we're finishing up the last yard, we grab the blowers and we're, and we're blowing everything off. I'll start the truck, crank the AC. So by the time we're done blowing off a couple of minutes that that takes, everyone gets, you know, everyone or myself gets in the truck and it's, it's a lot cooler inside the truck um, than it is outside. And then we're driving in the AC on the way to lunch and we're just kind of cooled back off, eat our lunch, drink our sports drinks if we want or whatever, and get, get powered back up. And then we, we head back to the second half of the day and finish the route but I'm, but I'm no more AC. It's just lowering windows and just, you know, keeping the breeze flowing throughout the rest of that day, just like we did in the morning from, from yard to yard. But again, when you have a lot of route density, you're not doing that a whole lot. So you're not getting cooled off a ton. You're, you're literally just going house to house to house, hop in the truck for like two seconds to drive around the corner to the other street park and knock out another couple of yards. It, it, you know, it gets, it gets hot, you know, you get sweaty and, and, and just like, you know, you just, you almost kind of start getting brain fog, you start like losing, you know, the, the heat exhaustion starts wearing on you. You just get depleted. So I just say all that to say, we're going into the hot summer guys, be safe, be careful, whether you're solo or if you've got a crew and especially if you're not on the crew and they're out on their own, make sure you guys are keeping them hydrated, keeping them stocked with water, sports drinks, whatever, you know, something that's going to benefit them. Don't, don't give them a bunch of soda or energy drinks. That's might be a little bit too far, but sports drinks, water. I think that's, that, that's a pretty fair, um, assortment there for the guys. Uh, and, and if they bring their own, that's cool too, but at least if they have their bottle, you know, they're going to probably want a, a cold refill later on in the day. So make sure you keep, the water cooler cold and so on, or a bunch of water bottles in a cooler with ice with the sports drinks, whatever, however you want to do it. Uh, I kind of do a blend of two. Like I said, I have water. For, I fill up the five gallon water, you know, about halfway from my house, which takes forever. <laughs> and, a, you know, I've got a huge ice maker. We, we had to, our refrigerator that came with our house, you know, however many years ago, not that long ago, honestly, what 2016 was when we moved in it's 2022. So, Six years, so a couple years ago, so I think only like five, four or five years in, our, our we had to replace our fridge. We had to start replacing a lot of appliances. I, I think we got the shaft on appliances, but they're good brand names, but they seem to must have been like the lowest end of them. We didn't splurge on those on those upgrades. They tried to sell us on every single upgrade for all the appliances. We're like, no, we're good. And oh man, you know, <laughs> warranty's gone over. Then they just they just they just crapped out on us. So dishwasher, fridge. Anyway, we got a new fridge, which 
is really good. I like it because the ice maker is massive and produces a ton of ice, so much better than the last the last fridge. I had to do all kinds of wacky things, you know, putting all kinds of Tupperware bowls and things, um, constantly like swapping them out, like with the ice maker tray to just get as much ice as possible, like the the night before to prepare for the next day. And I did that every single day. It was just so I can have enough ice to dump in the cooler. I didn't want to go and always buy a bag of ice. You know, who knows how clean that ice even is anyway. That ice is really not meant for you to be ingesting that ice is meant for you to just chuck in a cooler whether it's for your for your fish you know your fishing cooler you're going fishing or your and or your drinks um cooler for whatever you're doing like that's what that ice is for so i don't want to be dumping that in my cooler so anyway i just get all the ice out of my house not all of it but a bunch fill up the cooler with the water and the ice and that's good to go all day and then i do buy a bag of ice and throw that in like every, every couple of days, you know, usually last, you know, the water's pretty cold, depending on how hot it is. It usually lasts, uh, you know, one bag a day or into the second half of the next day or whatever, you know, drain the water out a little bit, um, as, 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 uh, as I go and then, um, refill that and then make sure the drinks are full and we're good to go. And then, um, you know, the, if the guys, I, I don't provide hat. Oh, I provide like caps, but if they want straw hats or bucket hats, you know, they can bring their own stuff. If they have it, you know, things like that. Gloves come in handy because, uh, you know, my hands are not precious or anything by any means. Um, but I learned a long time ago that when I don't wear gloves, my hands get super sweaty and slimy. And when you have an open trailer or the ramp rack open setup, like I have on my truck, uh, where it, anything but an enclosed truck or trailer, all your stuff gets hot this time of year. You know, you go to grab the handle with bare hands and those black handles on the trimmers and blowers and the mowers are burning hot. You know, maybe only for like a, a couple of minutes once it's burned, it's all the, you know, burned itself off on your hands, you know, but um, so there's that. Plus it's also super sweaty. Like my hands would just get really sweaty and I'd have a hard time trimming and edging because I just, my hand would be slipping and sliding around. It's all slimy and gross. And I, I just, I just wanted to be more efficient. So I just started wearing gloves for that reason. Basically, it also comes in handy. Let's not, let's not, you know, get it twisted. Um, it also comes in handy when you're picking up garbage and mysterious things that you see in the lawn you're like, what is this? And then, you know, you got to pick it up or kick it out of the way or something. But if it's garbage, you know, you don't want to blow back in the yard and and suck it up in the mower and shred it into a million pieces. You want to pick it up and throw it in the garbage that's on your mower or the customer's garbage or whatever. So, I mean, sometimes you don't know where that's, what what's on that thing that you're picking up, what's on that napkin or whatever. So having gloves, that's yet another benefit of having gloves for that um, and so on. So anyway, I do provide gloves. That's going to help keep your hands from burning as well. Um, from the sun constantly being out there. So anything you can do to keep all your skin covered Provide some of those things for your guys, for yourself. It's very inexpensive. I don't get fancy gloves. I get the Gorilla Grip gloves. They're like the super thinnest, cheapest gloves you can get at Lowe's, Home Depot, something like that. You can order them on Amazon, which is what I do. Get like a 10-pack a or something of them. It's like, you know, it, it comes to like five bucks a pair of gloves or something. That That's nothing really in the grand scheme of things to keep you and your guys safe and happier and, um, you know, being able to, to get the job done, be more productive and not be dealing with sweat and burning and, and all that stuff. So um, just always keep that in mind for yourself and for your team. So make sure you guys are staying safe out there. 
Remember, the more yards you are stacking on together for route density, the more you and your guys are going to be out in the sun for 20, 30, 40 minutes at a clip. So that means you need to force yourself to take breaks, right? If you're like, I got four yards, I'm going to trim all these yards. You know, you might need to take a break on yard number three. You know, 25, 30 minutes later, you might need to go grab some water and stay in the shade because it's just not worth it. You know, if you just start when you get to the point where you've passed the point of return, it's, it's too late. You know, now, now, now you're there's one time when I stopped sweating and I was and I started to get a headache and I was like, all right, I, I think this is not a good sign. Let me stop. And I just cranked the AC. I was by myself. You know, that was when I was solo. And, you know, I cranked the AC, just sat in the truck. I, uh, I had some uh, ice that had melted in my cooler. So I had ice water. So I just kind of like dumped that on my on myself, on my head, my face, like kind of dip my hands in there and get my wrists all wet and cold and everything. And uh, but I had no water left to drink, but I was at least able to cool my body off. And I just kind of sat in the truck for however long it took, maybe 20 minutes or something to kind of get myself together because I had to finish the yards that I was at. I couldn't just, I mean, I could have, but if it was an emergency, right. But I didn't want to just leave them there with grass everywhere. I think I just needed to blow them off or something anyway, or a little bit of trimming left and then blow them off. But I, I just really wasn't feeling good. I was trying to push myself to finish the day after a long, hot hundred degree day, probably all by myself. And I'm just, you know, pushing myself and, you know, you can push yourself right into the hospital. So it, it's no joke guys. It's hot everywhere some places more than others. You ask the guys in Texas and Florida, they'll tell you it's no joke. And they're, they're, they don't mess around. They're used to dealing with this heat. I mean, you never get used to it, but I mean, they're used to it as far as they, they don't mess around with it. They know what they should and shouldn't do dealing with this heat so that they can be safe and they can get the job done. They can get the work done so they can invoice it and they can make money and pay their bills, to support their family and their their team's family and so on um you know you, you gotta you gotta think smart and work smart so be safe out there guys keep all that in mind nice uh, light light and fluffy uh, route density 6.0 episode for you guys short and sweet dare i say well after the fact i can say it so because we're wrapping things up here at 28 minutes going in so thank you guys for listening to this episode Thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.